wildly tarot podcast hi esther hi holly oh thank you thank you thank you i like that we occasionally specifically for korean thanksgiving get a little bit of like korean cultural lessons it's been every year that we've had the podcast I think so, because I was remembering last year. I was like, I think I did this last year. But I love it. Okay, that's good. I'm like, hopefully other people enjoy it. I am not even going to try to... I've literally never tried to say any Korean words other than your pet names. So I was going to make you teach me how to say Happy Thanksgiving, but now I'm Uh realizing that that is not something that I would like to have be recorded. Recorded for the the podcast. That's for our different different podcasts. Holly struggles with language. podcast which would be true because i do struggle with language but anyway, we struggle yes. with english between the two of us so yeah. we're trying to add a second language between us i kept trying to escape language requirements like all of high school and college by just taking a new language each time instead of ever like taking a placement test and completing through intermediate completing level it. of anything i'm like uh okay i took i took french in middle school latin for my first year of high school then spanish for three years and then when i went to college instead of taking the spanish placement test i took russian <laughs> you're just very diverse a world traveler no it was all an effort to like not because you know when you get to any I mean this is like so besides the point but when you do any language learning there's like a certain point where it stops being like this means dog this means right, red right. and you have to like start actually formulating like real grammar thoughts. yeah <laughs> you have to actually like have grammar structure involved in speaking yeah. the language you're and like wait I just can't say this dog yeah exactly that's when I give yeah. up and the funny thing is that with Latin and Russian they both have nouns that decline too so it isn't even just conjugation that is mm-hmm. a problem it's like everything anyway happy thanksgiving (laughs) thank you yay social distancing thanksgiving yeah so part of korean thanksgiving is doing like a grave visit like ancestral grave offering stuff but i am assuming that that's not happening yeah i've i've heard from friends that like at bigger locations where they're it's like um here they cremate more than actually like buried oh, in the countryside. That's nice. They have like burial mounds where oh, cool. like on ancestral grounds and stuff. But um like in the city they'll have like areas for people to go visit their mm-hmm. um family members. And so f- what I've heard is that they've for Chusok that they've closed down those areas so families cannot visit their loved one just because there's so many people that will go. Yeah, otherwise. yeah, it's like if that's a main tenant of the holiday than everyone right. would if they could right so like there's lots of inc- like text messages encouraging people stay home honor your families at home like things like that so. <laughs> honor your families by not spreading COVID-19 <laughs> yeah honor your family lineage by staying safe and healthy <laughs> yeah like. exactly by not getting so. your elderly relatives sick because you yes. insisted to bring them to but yes. there's still going to be dinner and stuff, right? What do you eat for Chesok? Usually my in-laws family, they do kalbi jim, which is like beef ribs, like cut in small slices. Mm. And it's like marinated beef ribs and they're really, really good. Yeah. And um, and then just a bunch of banchan. Banchan is like side dishes. So it's basically like, like they'll do like one big like center focused dish like uh-huh. galbi jim and then like they'll just accent it with lots of side dishes oh, and yum. a bowl of rice and soup so yeah. well, you gotta have the bowl of rice as your husband has taught me personally <laughs> yes. it doesn't count as a meal unless there's <laughs> some rice, rice incorporated <laughs> yeah 
Well, that sounds really nice. That sounds awesome. I'm thankful that my in-laws family lives like 20 minutes away. So I'm not too worried about like not locally spreading anything because there haven't been any cases here in about two weeks. Yeah. But still, it's just like you just want to be extra careful. So so. (sighs) gosh, I'm just really thinking that that's good advice. And like with all of this, you've been like two months ahead of us. And I think that this is just another example of that because (laughs) yeah, like the Korean Thanksgiving is before all of like our traditional North American. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess Canadian Thanksgiving is mm-hmm. next week. No, October 9th, I think. Okay. The there. week after next. So I not think too Can- much before yeah, the week time. After next. But still it's like good to be reminded that we're all going to have to find creative ways to participate in our traditional holiday experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yay. So much fun. Like also, I think it, it will help people who dread going over to family members houses yeah they will have like a peaceful like holiday for once well, maybe it's so. i'm like having a really hard time even wrapping my head around the holiday season at all because our all of my planted like produce all of our vegetable garden just started blooming again oh so it's like okay it's like basically october and my cucumbers yeah. and tomatoes are blooming <laughs> hey that's good you get a second harvest. I know. Apparently <laughs> it's so weird. And my grapevine in the Arbor is going gangbusters. And normally it should be kind of like going dormant soonish. Right. Yeah. But like it's after the harvest season, I already had to pull down a whole bunch of grapes, which was very fun, by the way. They were oh. delicious. Um, but yeah, even that's like growing like four feet a day, which is great oh, wow. for me because I want it to be doing that. But it's also super right. confusing from like a weather perspective you're like yeah you're like are you okay yeah should Should i be worried about this i mean it's not i it can't it isn't 100 climate change because this area does have two different like seasons Mm -hmm. for harvesting or for growing um but still it's so weird because it is like over 100 degrees still all this week and so Uh it's just like it doesn't feel like fall at all no and i keep (laughs) insisting that we do fall things like light fall scented candles and like drink apple cider drinks and stuff Uh and it just is ridiculous it kind of feels like you're faking fall like it's like performative fall because it's so hot (laughs) none of the season isn't changing but i want to experience fall (laughs) <laughs> I wonder if our friend of the podcast Kelly feels the same way because she posted a picture of all of her fall candles because she was changed her candles out this weekend. Yeah, legit, tw- a mountain of like twenty candles that she was changing out like for the seasons. And I'm yeah, just, oh, I wonder if she feels the same I'm way. I'm sure because it's like, oh, it's my time for the pumpkin scented stuff and the apple scented stuff and all of those like warm fall smells. And then you walk outside and your your air your air conditioning has been running all day and you walk outside and you're like, why am I sweating? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god anyway fall. <laughs> yeah that's what we're all about performative fall Shall we? Yes, we shall. I'm going to be using Antique Anatomy. Yay! The first mass market version that everyone complains about the cardstock for, but I think it's great. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I actually love it. It's sh- it, like it's really nice to shuffle. Yeah. 
All right. Our card for today's episode is going to be like, both of you need to go to sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> Take a nap. Oh, man. Okay. It is the sun. Oh, Aww. thanks, Antique Anatomy. She's Thank like, you, stop it. Everything's fine. You're great. Everything's we'll get through this. <laughs> it's just not that we're not excited <laughs> to record. It's just that we're no. tired. <laughs> yeah, I know. The but full moon always makes me sleep like oh my gosh i should say so i'm yeah it's just so bright so bright and also you were sick earlier this week but you sound better right thank you yeah i'm trying so hard so hard to not be sick (laughs) i'm will because i'm like it's vacation week i cannot be sick mind over matter i refuse i refuse (laughs) go away snot you're not welcome here i'm not (laughs) inviting you into my experience of my vacation (laughs) you're not welcome (laughs) okay so our first question of the episode is from taryn and she asks it's been a bit since you lovely ladies helped me out with some burnout it took some time and a lot of work to get through it but i feel like i'm in a better place when looking into the burnout my writing partner and i have looked at what's making us happy in the writing sphere we have gone deeper into the paranormal light realm because of the things that we're interested in and we keep putting it on the back burner because it's not associated with our current brand but it keeps busting out into everything we write. I'm a little more just do it. And my writing partner is more safety minded. Any help would be appreciated. Okay. So uh, Taryn actually just released a new book. Okay. It's called play mine. And she writes with somebody named Kari Quinn. And I downloaded it because it's super outside of my realm. It's kind of like suspense, rock star, romance, oh, whatever. Oh, I seeing this cover. That's right. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So that's super fun. And I think yeah. that having co-writers is awesome for, like, I know that that's maybe not something that happens in a lot of genres other than romance, but there are a lot of romance mm-hmm. co-authors. Our friend Jenny is in the middle. I don't know if she is comfortable with me saying anything, but I'm not giving any details. Well, we're blackmailing Jenny, her. Yeah. I, this is all part of our elaborate scheme to get a Le Beaumont After Dark deck. You're just like, yes! Quietly, like, if you make one more card, we'll edit out the part where Holly says that you're co-writing a book with somebody from a podcast. Yeah, but like Christina Lauren does, like it's like co-authorship. The, yeah, the Iona Andrews. Yeah, it's two people, like a husband and wife couple that writes the books. So yeah, it happens a lot. So it happens a lot, really and cool. I think that the cool part about that is that it's obviously really exciting to co-write with somebody because you have people to bounce ideas off of, and you right. get all like jazzed and excited about stuff. But I do, I could totally easily see where if there's sort of like a like, are we brave enough to start this new thing? It could be a little bit stressful. So right. in this situation, I say go into paranormal. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, we, we, I really like paranormal stuff. Like that's been my like niche genre for many, many things in my life. Not you know, just romance. To, yeah. Not just romance, like CW shows, like <laughs> old Roswell, not the new Roswell, the old Roswell. Did you like watch any best. of the new Roswell? Because I've heard such mixed things about it. I have not because I don't want it to spoil the old Roswell. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> See, and the weird thing is that I think of myself as somebody who is into that stuff, but I think that my interest lies way more heavily in like folklore specifically. Yeah. Like that yeah. sort of area of fantasy paranormal. Like yeah. the first like five seasons of, um, oh my God, what was that fucking show called? That was like, it had Snow White and it was, 
Jillian oh, uh, or Jennifer Goodwin with Snow White. Ha- ever after? Nope. Ha- happily, nope. Once upon a time. Once got upon it. a time. There you go. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, I was what? Like- also, that is like. I wonder if it- <laughs> my way of describing that show as Jennifer Goodwin's show is completely insane. She's like. <laughs> such an ultimate who in the parlance of uh-huh. who weekly like she right. is not somebody that's like an everyday name even though she's a face that all of us recognize i think mm-hmm. that there are probably other ways that i could have described that show but anyway like the folklore stuff is the stuff that i really 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 love so paranormal is mm-hmm. a little bit like harder for me to get into but i do love it when people suggest a specific paranormal thing to me i really do like it like when yeah. logan keeps sending me paranormal books and being like you'll yeah. like this here like it's for you like he's handing Read it, it. To me. <laughs> i always do <laughs> yeah they're always fun i mean we have words we have vampires like it's all just fun it's also fun so i guess the idea for the question would then be like like is paranormal something that you should pursue or how can you i guess like convince your writing partner to put the accelerator on it or I like if it's something to pursue and how maybe how to pursue it with yeah. your writing partner, maybe something like that, like phrase it that way, like not really convince them, but how to pursue it in the future, because it may be something that, I mean, you just finished a series, Taryn. Yeah. <laughs> the one that just got released was the third in a series. So now would be a good time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe just like, like what could come with delving into paranormal. Yeah. Okay. Let's start yeah. with that and then we can Let's start with that and then we can go from there. What would pursuing paranormal look like? What could come from it? I don't know if you hear my dog snoring, so I apologize oh, if I do not yay. get them all edited out cuz he's like <gasps> <laughs> That was such a good impression of dog snoring. Why are they always so desperate like that? I don't Roll over. Roll over. (laughs) Okay. Just a second. Let me pull cards. And I'm distracted by his snores to stop counting. Let's see. One. (laughs) Okay. What did you get? I got the magician and the wheel of fortune. Oh, I got the six of wands and the empress. Okay. So yeah, this seems like a really, really straightforward transition. Not straightforward, but uh, a positive transition. Like there's gonna, I think I love the Empress and the Six of Wands Wands, showing up there. It's like this is gonna feel so right and Uh so positive and so like kind of a return home to what feels natural and easy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's gonna be like, especially with the Wheel of Fortune, I feel like it's almost like it's gonna be so smooth that it's not even gonna really like feel like you're having to force anything like you're creating Uh this environment where like your creativity is so naturally coming out of you that you're just like along for the ride like let's see where this takes us exactly that's that's what i was exactly gonna say like this feels like home this is gonna feel like a snuggly cuddly blanket to just relish in you're just gonna have a good time on the ride yeah so then maybe let's do like a first step to get going in that direction yeah I'm using Kaleidodope Tarot today. Oh, fun! The holographic edges have just seduced me. <laughs> this is, like, not helpful, Tarot. I just got the Eight of Wands. 
They're like, do it now. Yeah, do it now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I got justice. So. Okay. And I then I also card. pulled the moon because the eight of wands made me laugh. Oh. Like, okay. Maybe <laughs> it should be now. So then yeah. the justice and the moon together, or the justice, justice and the moon <laughs> together uh, is kind of like, I don't know, maybe there's like some hesitation that needs to be explored and like brought into the light. Like maybe mm-hmm. some sort of contract obligations or like your understanding of your partnership, maybe. Right. Or even just like life balance stuff. Like, yeah. it, like even though you're wanting to do it right now, like the eight of wands is kind of saying like right now is like the timing like you're kind of wanting to do it the justice is maybe asking like consider the timing of like what everything is right now it's in a moon time yeah you know is this is your life in a good balance to take this on wouldn't it be fun if it was also like maybe the switch the paranormal needs to be done in alignment with moon cycles like now even though you want to get started right now maybe with the full moon it isn't the best idea but once the moon starts waning taking stock of what you've done and where you've come from and what you could want to increase in and then ready for the new moon. That's when you actually start right. the yeah. like process of switching to paranormal or start whatever paranormal book you want to get rolling. Yeah. Like maybe the, the conflict is like right now between wanting to start now and like the idea that maybe you need to balance some mooniness. Cause right now it's like, <laughs> such a energy filled time when we're in sort of like going into the full moon it can be so exhausting for us I mean I know that not everyone has that experience with the full moon I love the full moon but it does make me tired and it does make me feel like a little bit frantic (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah so maybe waiting until like you know a couple weeks from now or starting to think about it but not starting anything until the moon is there just needs to be some spot. maybe consideration with moon cycles. Yeah. Maybe writing that in the book somehow, maybe that's what yeah. I'm Yeah. Get some moon like in there. Or something. <laughs> Good luck, Taryn. I'm so excited yes. for you. Keep us updated. Yes. So excited. Send us like your titles and stuff. And, yeah. you know, we'll probably read them. To yeah, be honest, we'll probably cause... read them. <laughs> that's the only way we're getting through this whole entire social distancing thing is just a whole lot of reading (laughs) i haven't showed you my i've been doing like a bullet journaling and yesterday i did like a bookshelf drawing of like my reading tracker list i actually copied it i copied it from like a website i was like okay i'm gonna print this off and then like trace Trace it hey whatever i cannot i I cannot part of bullet journaling is like getting inspired by other people and other people yeah so unless you're selling them as formats like then you're just doing it for your own sake that's so cool yeah. i love those and i just finished sarah mclean's um naughty brit book today oh yeah so that'll Isn't be the that first so one i get cute. to write off it was did you so finish cute. the entire was, anthology or just the first not one? yet just that little little blip because like there was so much angst i'm like esther you can't continue i know <laughs> there's so much angst at the I end know. of it <laughs> god she's so good at this i know she is it's ridiculous <laughs> All right. So our second question is from Gretchen and Gretchen says, I've started reading tarot again after what feels like a million years. I put my cards down as I had started a relationship with someone who didn't understand tarot at all. Fast forward to the now she and I are married and I'm sneak reading for myself again. My picking them back up is like refinding a huge part of myself that I had lost. Uh, where was I even going with this question? This has really become more of a tarot coming out question. I came out of the, Hey, I'm gay closet at 40 years old. And now I'm stuck in this closet. Help. I'm a Taurus. 
and resonate with the Queen of Pentacles. If either of you have the Shadowscapes Tarot, my card for my wife and I is the Two of Cups. Okay, so oh. I think that basically it's just like, like, how do I present that I'm doing this again to my partner? I yeah. think we've talked about this before. Right. Well, not this specific thing before, but we've talked about before how, like, when we first started reading Tarot a lot, our partners were like... Mm-hmm. Not really that. I mean, it's not like they were not understanding. I mean, like, literally, they didn't understand sort of, like, what or why because they're not tarot people. Although your husband is, like, very, very... Like let's set like, all let's set this up and let's make it look this way and let's blah 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 blah. That's been like the shock of a century. Yeah, he's cause... like, bring more crystals in. Like we need to do this. <laughs> and my husband has been increasingly supportive. I mean, he always has like been supportive, but I think just like the understanding what it actually means, right? And like its value to us as people is something that sometimes it just takes the skeptics a little bit longer to understand because they don't have that same experience with using cards for self-development that we do. Right. And so to them, they still kind of get a little bit more wrapped up in the sort of like pop cultural implications of tarot rather than thinking Mm -hmm. about like how we see it as a tool for development. I think my husband sees tarot like he sees the reptiles. Like it's a collection (laughs) that we have that we just keep accumulating more. Yeah. It's something that we both love and he encourages me to, Love this, and I encourage him. He's to a love. collecty kind of guy. What's his? He is super. Collecty. What's his moon? <laughs> moon is Capricorn, I think. Yeah. Let me. I think it's. I think it's Capricorn. <laughs> now I've never had to stop the whole podcast for me to check my husband's moon because I think it's. I always get Nathan's moon and rising. His moon is Virgo. It's his rising that's so. His moon's Virgo. So Virgo's. His, oh, his rising is Capricorn. Yeah, right. That's funny because Nathan's a Capricorn sun with Cancer rising and an Aries moon. So they've got yeah. some overlapping if they, they both have, have Capricorn and Aries in their top three. Yeah. Huh. <sighs> but yeah, I do think that like, yeah, I think it makes sense with any sort of like new, newly picked up or newly mm-hmm. returned to thing that your partner doesn't like totally get to feel nervous about. Yeah. expressing it to them right yeah because it's very vulnerable it's very like you don't want them to judge you but at the same time it's something that you really love yeah and to me it didn't seem like gretchen's partner was judgmental about it it's just that they didn't understand it yeah i think that's a really good place to come from where you don't have to they don't have to understand it but just know that this is a part of you that you really enjoy and and they already love you so yeah they're going to accept this from you it's just how to approach like being vulnerable in this way with them. Yeah, totally. All right. So I think that that's a good place to start then. Just how to approach your wife, Gretchen. Um, well, the queen of coins flew out, so I'm going to put her nice. there and honor her. Yeah. There's Gretchen with us. Okay. Oh, interesting. I got the Emperor and the Hierophant. Oh. I actually ended up pulling three also because I'm the worst. <laughs> but it all is cohesive, so I'm glad oh, I Oh, that's did. good. And so I only pulled one to balance this out. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get? <laughs> the Nine of Cups. Okay. 
So, yeah. So I got the Emperor and the Hierophant and then the Eight of Cups. And so I feel like there's something to be said for sort of giving up on the idea of them understanding it and just approach your return to tarot in more of like a rational way. Like, this is how I'm using them. This is the sort of the parameters that I have about my thoughts about tarot rather than trying to get your partner into or your wife into like doing it with you or participating in it. It's kind of like expressing the structure that it adds to your life or like, you know, the, I guess the, I just think that the boundaries that you're using or the boundaries you're setting with tarot or whatever, rather than like trying to get them on mm-hmm. board with it. Yeah. And I think with the nine of cups, it's like, it's something that you can show off to her and not feel like you should hide away. Yeah. 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 It doesn't need to be a secret. Right. You don't need to be ashamed of anything at all. It's okay to like, like with my husband, when I first started this journey, I would just go in my little corner and do my little thing. And he would just be able to see what I'm doing. Yeah. He may not ask any questions, but it's kind of just getting comfortable with the process with seeing me in my own little stage, like little area and just kind of displaying what you're doing to your partner. Almost. Yeah, totally. And I can hear Doogie now. <laughs> that is so funny. He's getting louder, isn't he? He's getting louder. I was just like, Oh my God, <laughs> he's just so sleepy. <laughs> But yeah, I like the I like the emperor and the hierophant coming here because there is like an opportunity to teach your wife about like what's going on yeah. and like what you use it for, but there isn't the pressure to get her like totally on board for it. Right, right, exactly. It, that's for her to like have her own journey in this process. Yeah, you don't need to like force her. To me, the hierophant is like a teacher sort of like, yeah. thing, maybe and showing and. You know, not being afraid of answering questions for your wife. Totally, totally. And especially if you identify your relationship with the Two of Cups, then there is that sharing of emotional experiences there. And so being able to say, like, oh, yeah, I picked it back up. And, like, this is what I've been getting out of it. Like, like, sometimes when I was, like, I guess self-conscious of it, now I, like, don't care at all. But when I was (laughs) self-conscious, because I think that, like, for me, I think, there's like sort of two different experiences that people not there's a thousand experiences people can have, but the experiences that I see the most often are either people come from really religious backgrounds and pe- their friends and family members think that tarot is like satanic, which right. Fine. Whatever. Or like people who come from really scientific backgrounds where like any religiosity or faith is kind of looked down on because it's mm-hmm. like not rational or whatever. So the second is where I was coming from, where I like didn't want anyone to think that I was silly for having this like belief in the unseen and all of that stuff. Um, And so when I was self-conscious, self-conscious of that still, I once asked Nathan, like, you know, so now I've been reading tarot for a few years. Like, have you sensed like any difference in how I act or whatever? Because I was trying to get him to say, like, yeah, you seem more calm, more centered or whatever. And he's like, I just think that you seem more confident. And it was because I was, like, getting to know myself in this new way. Right. And so I think maybe even frameworking it in that way. Like, since I started doing this, I'm sleeping better because I'm meditating on a card every night. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm feeling more self-aware or more capable of accomplishing my goals or whatever. And frame it like that. So that right. it doesn't have to be kind of like a, 
defensiveness thing almost like if you and i think mm-hmm. that that's kind of where the emperor energy is coming through like th- right frameworking it in terms of like this is what i'm getting from this this is how it's making me stronger and more capable mm-hmm. will allow you to then step into the higher front role of like answering any questions she may have without feeling like you still need to hide anything yeah yeah that was so long-winded i'm <laughs> just we're sleepy yeah <laughs> just like this sometimes <laughs> <laughs> well good luck Gretchen do we yes. do we want to pull more cards for her maybe just like a like a encouragement card maybe? yeah yeah like yeah a pep talky kind of card just I'll just a... pull one how about that how about I don't pull three this I, time? I don't I'm like well I don't know if I believe you until you actually pull the card <laughs> oh man And I got the eight of coins. So I think this is going to be a good hobby for you to be able to display for your wife and like kind of perfect some things within yourself and within your like using terror within your relationship. Too. Yeah. And I got the four of coins, which I think kind of like goes back to the idea that you're not trying to bring her with you. You're just showing it off. It's your mm-hmm. thing. You're just yeah. allowing her to see it rather than like feeling like you need to bring her through the experience with you. Yeah. Awesome. Good luck, Gretchen. Yeah, good luck, Gretchen. Keep doing what you're doing. And now it is time for Patreon shout outs. Patreon shout outs. So we have our beautiful Patreon that is so wonderful. We just sent out a bunch of gifts to our $15 a month uh, supporters who've been supporting us for more than three months. We're doing kind of like a yearly thing because it's easier to track for me. But we sent out a whole bunch of decks and books and even a couple of Wildly Tarot bags out to our Patreon supporters who support at $15 a month. But honestly, we appreciate all of you so much. So if anyone wants to contribute, and we get why you might not be able to, you can go to patreon.com slash wildly tarot podcast. But also we do have once off donations available on our website. If that is more your speed, you can also do that. Yes, we are so thankful for all this your love and your contributions and everything yes we just love you all yes so yes much. yes so our patreon we have a new patron this week named joey yes joey asked a question last week and oh. she's a patreon supporter so thank you joey oh. yes thank you one two three four five six seven joey your card is the Seven of Cups. I do love the Seven of Cups on Kaleidodope because all the diff- these different the, colored yeah, mugs so and cute. things. Like, basically, my kitchen cabinet is this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I do, too. And now we'll go on to our Deck of the Week. We have no announcements. Woo-hoo. Do we have any announcements? I don't think we have any announcements. No, deck of the week no time. announcements. Deck of the, the week. week time. Yeah. This week, we are talking about the 420 Tarot from Juliana Rose. Uh, she is J. Rose stuff on Instagram and the 420 tarot combines the wisdom of the traditional Rider Waite Smith tarot deck with the magic of cannabis. The result is no nonsense guidance and affirmations. And uh, I guess like maybe we should start by acknowledging that cannabis is not for everybody, uh, nor is it legal everywhere. Like Esther could not access it even if she wanted to. She doesn't even have access to CBD in Korea. I live in California, so we have recreational use legalized. So it's very easy for us to access. And also, not only do we think that all cannabis convicted 
crimes should be vacated and the people should be freed. But we also, the two of us, are super supportive of increasing diversity in the legal cannabis industry to make sure that everyone is kind of getting a piece of the legal cannabis pie uh, rather than just white corporations, which is kind of the direction that it's going in. And if you, for some reason, are listening to this podcast and have a need for a cannabis industry (laughs) researcher, that's actually what my dad does. So hit me up. Yeah. I will say a a funny antidote. So in Korea, cannabis is not legal, but cannabis leaves and things with cannabis leaves printed on them is very prevalent because it looks like the Japanese maple leaf. So oh, yeah, it does. Koreans, many Koreans, will just think that it's a Japanese maple like leaf. Clip green, <laughs> like clip arted. Like clip arted. And they will like, um, so it's funny because a friend of mine, he went to school and his co-teacher had a cannabis scarf and it was like cannabis. Like it wasn't like anything to say for cannabis. That is leaves. hilarious. And so he was like, he was like, Cannabis isn't legal here, right? But why is she wearing a cannabis? And there was a, a vocabulary like picture and it said maple leaf. And I looked oh at it God. and I was like, You're like, oh that's not a maple leaf. That's, that's why they that's have- when it clicked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, so I was like, oh, it's because the Japanese maple leaf looks, looks very similar. similar. Yeah, totally. Enough that is to a cannabis leaf. So funny. Especially if you don't have that context of that being on everything. Right. Right, because they know what cannabis is. Yeah, they don't totally. Know what it looks like. Yeah, having <laughs> this sort of like raw plant is kind of a different experience. That is so. Right. I never really thought about how similarly they've looked to like very dainty Japanese maple leaves. <laughs> the other thing that I think is all like just as I, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but just to reiterate it, one of the reasons that we choose to say cannabis and that's sort of like an industry-wide thing not that we're in that industry at all but cannabis we the reason that people say cannabis instead of marijuana is that marijuana has a lot of weird racial history where it was used Mm -hmm. against especially latinos uh and kind of like the turn of the 20th century to make mexico specifically seem scary and out of control and stuff like that so humans have been using cannabis for medicinal reasons for millennia so it's just kind of like been more villainized in the last 150 years for like largely racial reasons so there's like a whole history to that that we are definitely not experts in but we do think it's worth mentioning because especially with people still being locked up for minor drug offenses related to cannabis Mm -hmm. it's just really important to us when it comes up that we mention the, uh, I guess, vac- vacating and clearing of those records because yes. they disproportionately impact our communities of color. Yeah. And this deck is freaking great. <laughs> I love this deck so much. I, lo- I got it at the same time as the Morning Calm Oracle. And it was like, because the creator of 420 Tarot is also of Korean heritage. So it was like two hugs coming to me at the same time. Yeah. It was so amazing. Well, it's also just really cute and kind of hilarious. So I think that that's like the benefit of this deck is not just that Mm -hmm. like people who are, you know, enthusiastic cannabis users will like it. Not that either of us, I guess I'm an enthusiastic cannabis user. In some ways, the only reason that I got any sleep for the first two months of quarantine was because of microdosing of cannabis. Yeah. I was very enthusiastic about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, it's a very cute, fun deck that even if you're not a cannabis enthusiast, you would really enjoy and have fun with because it doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, and it does align pretty closely with Rider Wade Smith, which is also cool. It's really easy for new people to read. And on uh, her website, on the four, on 420tarot.com, which we'll link in the show notes where you can buy this uh, deck mm-hmm. or also download the additional uh, tarot definitions sheet because it does not come with a little white book, which makes sense because those are expensive to produce. But there's a little bit of backstory about one of her friends opening a cannabis shop and them kind of like thinking about how cute it would be and how fun it would be to make a deck that was themed that way. It's interesting because there's a deck. What deck is it? The herbal tarot that has cannabis Uh on one of its cards. And so many of the negative reviews for that deck come from like, Oh, how could you include cannabis? Blah, 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 blah. But a lot of people, wasn't it justice, right? I I think think it it might've been justice, but yeah, a lot of people use cannabis as part of their religious and like spiritual experiences. So Mm -hmm. I think this does a good balance of both like, alluding to that and alluding to sort of just like right. some cute stoned ladies. Like, I think it's all right. it's people with boobs. I think there might be like <laughs> that I've seen in the lovers, yeah. I think. Yeah. I will say that this is the last week that she's doing free shipping in the U S. Oh, awesome. So, cause I remember reading that yesterday. So if you are interested in this deck, buy it before the week is out because you'll get free shipping. Yeah, totally. Which is great. Um, it is all traditional 78 cards. It comes in a sturdy two piece box that has kind of like a matte finish on the box itself. Mm-hmm. I love this style of box. Cause I really like two piece boxes. Uh, yes. if you have the Hilda tarot, it's the same as the Hilda tarot box. You're welcome. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and the cards are the traditional size and it's a 300 GSM. It's very smooth finish. So it's not like linen mm-hmm. or matte even. It's just like, no, very cool, standard, easy to shuffle, wonderful, etc. The blue core also helps it with it not like bending and staying like in that bent shape. Yeah. So if if you're that type of tarot shuffler and you're always annoyed that cards are like unbendable, deforming, unbendable because <laughs> oh. they're paper, but we don't talk about paper disintegrating. But anyway, I know um, we have so many <laughs> Esther and I have so many internal rants just between the two of us about how people get so up in arms about cardstock issues when it's like, guys, these are pieces of paper. Like right. if they ever make one that's thick enough to never have any wear and tear, then that's like not probably made you out of actual paper. You could always do it like, like Pokemon cards and like put them in like little plastic sheets Oh my sheets God, or that would be hilarious. Them. What if you just had binders of tarot cards? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that is really nice. Also, the artwork on the box itself, the with basically the back of the card, and it's yeah. so beautiful. I love this green. The green is perfect with the pink, and it's just chef's kiss to me. Yeah, so we can start the construct variations and cultural components, but in a slightly backwards order, because I do think that it's worth noting the colors and tone of the deck is that it is all greens, grays, and bright pinks. Most of the figures have like bloodshot eyes or are holding Uh joints or pipes or bongs or whatever. 
Um, and so all of the characters with boobs have these like beautiful sagging boobs. I love them so much. <laughs> They're so great. So They're just so wonderful. And all of the figure, not all the figures, but most of the figures have these bloodshot eyes and it's the same pink as like another thing within the image. So right. it all feels really, um, like tonally similar, like the colors mm -hmm. all really blend, which as you know, if you've listened to this podcast for a little bit, we totally get off on decks that have cohesive color schemes. <laughs> right, right. We appreciate the cohesiveness and that everything matchy matches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's This deck is probably not appropriate for people who are still teens because there is extensive cannabis usage. And I know that technically that's something that is only legal for medical reasons for people over 18 in the states that have medical use or 21 for recreational use. So even though it's like really easy to read, it's not for children. Yeah. Um, it could really easily be somebody's first deck because of the similarity to the Rider Waite Smith, uh, mm -hmm. but it is not going to be under 18 friendly because of the content of the cards. Right. right. But there are a lot of representation things that we can talk about. So many representation things. Yeah. It's difficult to tell a lot of specifics about the gender identity or sexuality right. of these characters. But for the representation of BIPOC people, at least 30 of the cards have visibly identifiable people of color on them, which is almost half. Um, mm -hmm. And since the color tones of the deck are these like grays and greens and pinks, there could be much more sort of diversity in that area that we just can't pick up on because there's like right. a limited the realm of scheme. tones right, um, right. That, that she's using in the deck. But it is really nice because there are cards where you're like, like the two of wands, for example, that was a black woman on it. I love that card so much. It's so card. great. So there's a lot of diversity and kind of like what people look like on it. And I think that that's neat in a card deck in general, but I also think it's really cool in a deck like this. That's sort of like thematic because it's sort of showing the diversity of people who might participate in cannabis usage. And I think that it, because it's been so over criminalized within communities. It's like mm -hmm. easy for even now, like sort of cannabis influencers to be largely white women rather right. than people of color, because there's been this over policing of people of color for that same behavior. Um, so it's nice to see the, to see representation of all kinds of people that might participate in use of cannabis represented yeah. throughout the deck. And I guess we could just, so I also was thinking that we should rename the WTF card section because okay. it's never really like a, what the hell is this? And it's always more right. of like a, this is something I want to talk about, but it isn't right. one of my favorites. It's like, it's like, this is really interesting and we should talk about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sort of and feeling. this deck yeah. had a couple of those mostly because like, like all of the Kings and even the uh -huh. Emperor still have breasts, yes. but like the King of Cups is somebody in a wheelchair, which I think is cool because it adds yes. additional levels of ability diversity. Um, the emperor made me laugh just because it is like a traditional emperor, but with these giant uh -huh. sagging boobs, which I love. Uh -huh. 
And then the sun made me laugh because I like the sun actually. It's, oh, is that one of your favorites? Okay, well let's. <laughs> no, it's not. A, no, it's not a favorite. It's just one that I liked and I put back because it, ma- it makes me giggle. Like, yeah, the sun is really cute. The sun the is sun really itself. cute because it's still a smiling naked baby, but the baby isn't the one that's high. It's the sun no. that's the yes. one that's high. <laughs> and so the sun has bloodshot eyes, has a joint in its mouth, is like smiling down on this happy baby that's obviously not high because the symbolism right. is the happy it's a baby. baby. Um, but it's so cute that that's the way that they went because you could have had the horse be high or whatever, but it's like, yeah, sort of the sun is just, I don't know. I just think it's so cute. And it's also just like kind of emblematic of the deck itself. Right. Right. It has a lot of the features that we love about the deck on it. (laughs) I also, in the WTF section, whatever we're going to call it now, we need to figure out that in our next business meeting, um, (laughs) is that it's interesting because at the top of all of the major cards, instead of the Roman numeral, she has the number. So the devil is just a number 15 for the minor. She has the Roman numerals. Oh, you're right. And then for all of the court cards, she just has the letter P like for page or Q for queen or K for king. And then K N for night. So that is, I think it kind of makes it, more readable if it makes any sense because like if you look at the top 15 you'll be like oh okay well of course there's obviously not a 15 but if there's like a number two you'll know that the number itself the arabic number means it's a major card yeah which also is really helpful because then you don't have to do that whole like shoot i'm so bad at at, at roman numerals like is that 12 or is that 17 (laughs) right right. it's just like a little bit more straightforward for those ones that go up because one through nine or one through ten is easier and is easier right one through 22 or zero through 22. So, and then also at the bottom, they do have it printed out page of wands, seven of swords, the devil, but just at the top portion, it's a little bit different in each. Like, and you know what I just noticed this totally has borders, but for some reason it doesn't bug me because the color palette is so limited. So it seems like an extension of the white background rather than like really thick borders. Right. I agree. I, for me, the only part where the white kind of bothers me is on, is on the backs of it because the whole back isn't green itself. There's a white board around that, but that's just because I'm picky. Yeah. And I really like the green. I know. <laughs> I'm like, just I, I just think green. That the colors are so great. I think that, yeah. like, when I first got this deck, so originally we saw, maybe even you shared it in the group, in a group chat, but yeah, you I shared it so. in a group chat and I bought it, like, immediately. 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 Yeah. Like, that moment. And then you when did. it got to me... I left it in my living room for a really long time because I thought that Nathan would get a kick out of it. And he did like he, as those of you who've been listening from the beginning, I've done like a reading for Nathan. I mean, probably like a handful of readings over our years and years and years together. One of them we recorded for a Patreon episode, which is really fun to listen to. I recently re-listened to it just out of nostalgia and was like, this is adorable. But he's not somebody (laughs) who's like actively asking for readings. He's somebody who I'm like, hey, can I pull a card for you? And he's like, sure, whatever. And he'll Uh accept it. But but this deck he really liked because it's a theme that he thinks is fun. And also the art is so cute and bright and like vibrant and playful Mm -hmm. that he like, you know, wanted to participate in that. Yeah. Shall we talk about favorites? Yes. I started out with 13 and I've ended up with nine. So please be proud of me that I was able to cut off four of my children. I am so proud of you. Was that, was that correct you. math? Yes, that was correct math. Hey, no, I live math five. on the show. Oh, no, 13. 13. I also just realized that I said <laughs> that Roman numerals 0 to 22, which is not the number of major arcana cards that there are. <laughs> it's 0 to 21. I am aware of that. <laughs> 
Life math is not our strong suit. Yeah. By now. I know there are 22 major <laughs> arcanas. I don't think there are 23. I just forgot to math correctly. <laughs> it's okay. It's a Wednesday. Um, so my favorite cards, I mentioned, of course, the two of wands is one of my favorites. Yeah. Because I just love that she's like chill in her house and like looking out on the future and like not in any rush, but she's just planning and just out looking. Yeah. Just, like the, you know, the two of wands from the RWS, but it's just replaced with different it people. It just seems like peaceful because there's yeah. like all this greenery behind her and she just seems really relaxed. That's yeah. one of my favorites too. I like that one. Um, I also love the moon because the moon is smoking a joint and it's big eyes and the animals are at the bottom and the crab is hot pink and I appreciate the hot pink crab. And <laughs> I, I just think, think it's that so the cute. art style of these big goofy eyes is really, really fun. Like it's so much fun. I love that moon card. The saggy boobs and the big eyes are a big hit for me. Yeah. I think I just really like Juliana Rose's actual art style. Like, Yes. In addition to the tarot components, like just her general style really speaks to us. <laughs> it does. I mean, and the fact that like, I think there, there were a few other moons that are in this deck and they all are the ones that are like smoking the joint. They're the yeah. focal point. And I just think that's adorable. Like this inanimate object is the one that's smoking. She's yeah. Not, the dogs aren't smoking. The crab isn't smoking. She didn't it's add a moon. person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love and adore the Ten of Cups. This is probably one of my favorite Ten of Cups that's come out recently. It's yeah. like a couple of ladies with their kids, and they're just enjoying life, and they're happily ever after. Exactly. That's so cute. Oh, I love it. The Hermit cracks me up. I know. I the love the Hermit. it's not coming from the, the lantern. It looks like it's coming from the end of the joint. Yeah, like it's the lit end of the joint. <laughs> yeah, I really like the Hermit, too. The Hermit's also the only card that seems as darkly toned yes so it's like nighttime there's a lot of solitude there more so i would say than like in a normal hermit yeah. card yeah i and i just i just love it and like the only colors other than like a white and like gray tones and black tones is like a pink from the lantern and a pink from the end of the joint so yeah it's just adorable so cute i love the two of cups because it's two female presenting people in front and it's just saggy boobs and big butts and I appreciate that. And so look much. at the flower or the flower crowns or leaf crowns on both of the people. So and then cute. The, the lion angel thing has been turned into like a flower cat with wings. A flower cat. <laughs> I love it. Um the lovers I love it is so is funny. Harry Dick and Ball so much. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it cracks it cracks me up. I've never so I feel like it's so rare that either of us are like, this penis is definitely welcome on my card. But it's just very, very funny because it's like the only color on this guy's entire body is just this bright pink boss. It's just so silly. And now that I know my grandparents might listen to this, I'm feeling a little bit weird about saying that. But hey, Wags and Grandpa, what's up? <laughs> Sorry. I just think that it really feels like she went into illustrating this, this with both an idea that she wanted to portray various like types of people. So people. Yeah. And it shows like, it doesn't seem forced. It all feels really natural. No. Like it doesn't feel like there's like a quota of whatever. It just feels really right. easy. Yes. 
Um, one of my favorites, like one of my dear, dear favorites, is the Hanged Human. Me too. The card's been renamed the hand, Hanged Human. I love that. Because the, the boobs are sagging, sagging so low over her nose, and it's making me laugh. Yeah, it's so it. funny because she's obviously hung upside down by her ankle, like the traditional card. And of course, if you have big, <laughs> saggy boobs and you're hung upside down like that, they will be in your face. And yes. it is just so funny to me. And sorry, yeah. I just enthusiastically gestured with my hands and unplugged my headphones. Uh, but we're back. I love yeah, that card so much. It is I so love funny. It so much. Well, it's because like so many times, like whenever like a person is replaced, people don't like sometimes artists don't think of gravity. Like, yeah. They just think of like the hangman oh, this is, is like a, a regular body. person just flipped upside down rather than like with, a, right. Like they still have their boobs all perfect and whatever. Right. Very perky. Yeah. It's just like, no, 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 no. I love this one so much. Um, the Ten of Pentacles, because the dogs are so fucking cute. Have you seen these doggos? Because they're like so cute. My and they're just hanging out by the grandma and they're so cute. But then my last favorite, I didn't intend this to be my last favorite, but the Hierophant. I love that it's a lady. We don't get lady Hierophants. I know. A lot. I love a lady Hierophant. I like a little lady Hierophant. And she's just so cool and like so chill and not like, and she's, she's the one smoking the joint. So she's the one that's chill. Yeah. Things. She's not like commanding people to do all this other shit that doesn't matter. She's like super chill. So <laughs> exactly. I appreciate that. It's so good. So we overlapped with three. I also had the okay. lovers, the two of wands and the hanged human. Um, I also really liked the four of wands cause I always like the four of oh, wands, yeah. but I think that the use of the, the pink flowers that are sort of like, mm -hmm. like symbolic throughout the entire deck with the cannabis leaves as the yeah. floral overhang is really cute. And also both of the dancing figures have these like hairy armpits and are holding pipes in their hands and they just look like they're having a great time. Yeah. I was one of the ones I put away, so I'm glad you <laughs> talked about it. I also really love the high priestess yes, because it ha still has the pomegranate symbolism in the background. Um, but she's holding a bong and she just looks like ready to go. So it has some of the traditional symbolism. Her headpiece has the um, moon signs that normally are there. Uh, but it's just like a really strong card that makes me really happy to see. And the only pink is her eyes, the bong, the flame, and the pomegranates. And it just feels really lush. Yeah. And then lastly is the star, which I don't know why this one makes me laugh so hard, but it just does. And I think it's because <laughs> she's like the, the woman who's pouring the water from place to place is like has like a unibrow and is just very, uh -huh. very high. And all the color is in the grass and the trees. And I think that it just is a really super great card. I don't know. I just love yeah. it a lot. I always love the she's star, but I love this one especially. Yeah, she's <laughs> just having a good time. Exactly. I love it. Um, so yeah, those are my favorites. I just think that it's like such a lovely little deck. Yeah, and like I said, for me, it just never takes itself too seriously. So if you, like, feel like, okay, I can't deal with this deck because it's just going to be too hard. Like, this is just a fun deck to use. Yeah. And, like, reach for, and that's what I've been doing with it for the past, well, I don't know how long I've had it, like, three weeks, so. Yeah, it's great. Super great! Um, And now we're going to pull a card for our relationship with the deck. Uh, whoa! out of control i got the four of wands oh yay, yay. 
I'm sorry I put you back. I should, should have taken you back. <laughs> you clearly wanted to be involved. How dare I? And I got the five or no, six of wands. Oh, well, yay. that's an actiony sort of cards here. Yeah, I'll she take wants the six to be of used wands. A lot. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Next week, we are talking about Star Seeker Tarot from the Van Mystic. And Yay. that'll be also so great. Yeah. I'm just loving this lineup of decks. It's been like I know. So, we've like since starting, I guess through the summer, we just did decks that we really liked. We didn't do any decks that we like had that have been like trouble for us to do. So like. Or I'm, maybe I'm it's just that throughout all summer, we weren't doing weekly decks. And so it feels good to be doing that again. That's true. <laughs> Although I guess in the spring we did end up doing a couple decks where we like didn't really like them, but they were easily accessible, like the Hush Tarot and stuff. Right. Anyway, that is our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com. Also, tell your friends about us and write and review us. It helps us grow. We really, really appreciate it so much. We super do. We love reading those reviews as long as they're positive. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And we also have a Red Bubble shop. So if you're interested in some merch with our quotes on it, with our faces on it, yep. check that out. Oh, and, and our we Discord. Also have a Discord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have a Discord. So if you're not into Facebook or any other social medias, Discord is where you can find us as well. And that's also in the show notes. Exactly. And remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. We love you so, 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 we so, so much. We do. Don't be worried about our cannabis usage, people who are listening. We're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> We're fine. <laughs> <laughs>